This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines, American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Did you... uh Oh, you're leaving? Oh, you're leaving? I thought we were going to start a podcast. I thought that's what I forgot. We were you, I forgot. You actually, you're here today. It's so weird. I yeah, wouldn't even really know what to do with myself. Abandon no, everybody. I just, I just assumed, you know, that you weren't here because you don't n- typically show up to work anymore. So oh. I thought, you know, maybe. Oh my. You know, but then uh, there, here you are, and I'm so glad you're no, back. A lot of people wanted to know mark. where I've been for the last three broadcasts, and uh, I couldn't take my hatred for Stu anymore. <laughs> that was the. And I, that was yeah, the I issue? had to go through therapy for it, and wow. uh, I'm. I'm happy to report for anybody who is saying none of it took. I still hate him <laughs> like poison. Anyway, it's a great show today. You don't want to miss a second of it. Uh, if you are somebody that is racked with pain, let me tell you about our sponsor. Our sponsor of the podcast is Relief Factor. Waking up and living with pain is its just a nightmare. A nightmare. It's like uh, carrying a backpack full of, of rocks or, may I say, the new trillion dollar coin that they're considering at the Treasury. It's going to be platinum. That thing's got to be heavy. A trillion dollars coin. I mean, how much platinum is that? Anyway, um, if you de- deal with severe pain, let that backpack of all of those trillion dollar coins get it off your back and start climbing life and feeling good about it. Set the burden down with Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start 1995 trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I uh, just let me just uh, address this real quick. I am uh, going through something that I don't think is uh, very different than uh, every other parent in the country. Um, uh, we my family, I, I've chosen to look at it as our family is currently being purified. Uh, there's some things that that are going on, uh, and, uh, and they just have to be solved and, uh, we'll all be stronger for it when we get to the other side. It's getting to the other side. That is, um, such an issue. And, um, it, um, some of it has to do with mental health and, um, uh, you know, on, on Tuesday, uh, I was on the air and and we were talking about things that are going on in 
in your household that maybe you know or don't know. And I was at a complete loss of words, and Stu, jokingly, just to cover the awkward space, said, <laughs> ah, I've never seen you at a loss for words. And that is because uh, I was about just to spill everything, because I have had this ability given to me um, when I am humble, when I am doing my job the right way, and when I am actually trying to serve you, I can feel you. I can feel when things connect with you. I can, I can feel, I just can feel you. I don't know how to describe it, um, but I've had that ability for a long time. And uh, as I'm talking about this, I could feel an overwhelming sense of how many people are going through similar things that we're going through, except you're working 70 hours a week. Uh, you're, you and your wife or you and your husband uh, both have full-time jobs, and you're dealing with them in school, the kids in school, and trying to keep that straight. You're trying to keep food on the table, and you don't have the time or the resources that I have, and I'm overwhelmed. And I, I don't know what to do. And I understand this world um, probably better than others as far as the mental health thing. Uh, and I'm at a complete loss. So, um, first of all, you're not alone if you're going through things. You are not alone. Uh, and I am going to double my effort to try to find answers. You know, suicide is... Off the charts, off the charts with our children. It's it's doubled. What is it? Thirty seven percent with male African Americans, something like that. Some crazy mm. uh, stat, and no one is talking about it. And it is it has to do with our entire society. I don't know about you, but you know when I was a kid, we used to walk to school and all of that bull crap. You can look at the past and say, it wasn't that great. It had problems. Yeah, but at least there was truth. At least, at least we had people in the community that felt like we did, and we kind of helped each other out. We weren't trying to suck our kids into a, some sort of pedophilia ring or, or get them to change genders or Whatever it is, society was basically stable and we agreed generally on right and wrong. We don't anymore. And so our kids go out and they may, you, you may be the only voices of sanity that they hear all day. And I wouldn't want to be a kid. Would you want to be a kid today going through? Can you imagine? Can you imagine just. Think of yourself as a girl for a second. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, gentlemen. Um, think of yourself as a teenage girl. You know the stress of how they look, what they wear, all that bull crap. Can you imagine you're on tape every day or you're, you're being recorded every day? So you just want to go to school one day and just look like crap or you just want to go to school and just you have a bad day and you say something, do something. It's now there forever, and you can never, ever let it go because it's there. Just imagine that pressure. 
And then I think of the pressure of you. You know, there's this pressure of you got to do your best. Well, I've done my best. I have absolutely done my best. I, I have done everything I possibly can, and it still feels at times like failure. It's not. It's really not. But it'll feel that way. And you don't, if you're like me, there are times that you want to look at your kids and go, suck it up, buttercup. You know, when I was a kid. But we cannot compare these times to the times that we lived in because everything was different. And, you know, I just think of, I just think of church. You know, if you don't live in a community where the majority of people go to church, and you know what? There are bad Christians, there's bad Jews, there's bad atheists. I get it, whatever. Not everybody that goes to church is a good person. But at least it, the society is kind of trying to bend that way. Where now society, if you're, if you're in a, a place where there is, where, where they're not godly people, people searching for God at least, I don't know how you do it. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. Because the options of God, I mean, think of going to church now. I mean, I go to church and we still dress up and wear a tie and everything else. And it's like, oh, that's the hardest thing. Well, that and actually living by the principles. That's the hardest thing. That's not going to get easier. And it's certainly not going to become more popular. The choices that our kids will be offered will be really easy and enticing. And if we can't get them to see the truth, no one in their life in this atmosphere that they're just going to bump into the, into the streets, odds are they're not going to help them make good choices. So how do we do it? How do we do it? And how do we keep our life on track? I know that you are. I know how hard you're working. I mean, I assume you're working hard. I mean, there are probably some people who are like, yeah, I'm living off the government. It's pretty sweet. Probably not in this audience. Working hard. Trying to keep just all I want, my children to be happy. You know, the, we had a, a therapist that was, you know, she was like, she just started with us. And, and uh, one of my, well, I can tell you this part. My daughter wants to be an actress. And so this therapist was talking generally about things. And she was like, you know, sometimes parents, you know, they want their kids to do a certain thing or be a certain way. And so they, you know, without knowing, they're encouraging. And I said, I'll stop you right there. I would, I would give up everything if my daughter would go, I don't want to be an actress. I would celebrate I, fireworks. I'd, I'd give away my house if I could get that to happen. I so do not want to send her into the, into the mouth of the lion. And yet, I help her every night learn her lines. I, I help her with her acting skills. I drive her, and so does her mom, 30 miles away every single night, six nights a week, so she can go practice and be in shows. So, I get it. 
We are good parents. You're a good parent. You're doing the best you can. Um, we're just living in different times. I hope this made sense to you. Um, and if it didn't, oh, well. Uh, but we're going to go into the news next. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. They're called now short-barreled rifles because the gu- the uh, government has changed that. Um, but they're you know they're these these little like they're AR-15s, but they have a collapsible stock, so it, it comes out and pulls out. And it just makes it smaller, easier to carry and everything else. But I I don't even understand this. I don't even understand this. The ATF, have they passed this or not? I mean, decided. I have read this two ways that they have already decided. And the 120 days is starting soon, if not now. Uh, And then the other is, well, they haven't officially decided. But they... But, but they're they're saying at the same time, if you want to avoid 10 years in jail and have a potential $10,000 fine, you must reclassify your legally obtained weapon as short barreled rifles. And you have to do that through the tax stamp system, which is the worst. It'll take you months with this administration. It sounds like it's something out of the revolutionary times. Oh, it's horrible. The tax stamp system. Oh, it's horrible. It seems like something like you know people with powdered wigs discussed. Right. You will only have 120 days to bring your firearms into compliance. Uh, ATF warns Americans with pistol braces are likely already violating the National Firearms Act. By possessing an unregistered rifle with a barrel less than 16 inches. So they're saying you got to register it. But even if you're doing that, you are most likely already violation in violation of the Firearms Act, which is a felony. Oh, just that. Yeah. This does. Now, Glenn, this feels <laughs> like the type of thing the courts will get a hold of and say no. Of course you can't do that. Obviously uh, you can't do that. Right? Now, I hate depending on that because it seems like it's the last barrier between us and insanity over and over and over again, and eventually it's not going to work. Okay, so but, I mean, here's the thing. If this stands, if this stands, what's to stop them from saying, because Joe Biden's already said it, there's no reason for semi-automatic handguns. Yeah. Almost every gun in America is a semi-automatic. All that means is that it's not a revolver. <laughs> yeah. We used to have, you know, like the Cowboys, they had six bullets in a revolver. They just, back in the 1900, 1800s period, they redesigned the revolver. And you got the 911 handgun, which just loads instead of a circle in a line underneath. Yeah. He's it's now every, saying it's every gun. I mean, yeah. For people who don't know guns, it's basically every gun you buy. Every uh, gun. And a, what is it? Eighty-five percent, ninety percent of guns. At least, I think you have to buy old tiny guns. There's shotguns, I guess. I mean, there's a couple of. Well, some my shotgun is semi-automatic. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, so, the typical shotgun, I guess you wouldn't describe that way. Right. You know, but there's a few. But it's very, right. it's very rare. So, 
what's to stop them from just saying, oh, by the way, you have to register all of your semi-automatics. And if you don't, if you don't get the tax stamp, then uh, you're you're committing a felony. This is this cannot happen. Nixon cannot happen. Nixon looked at this closely to try to make all handguns illegal back when he was president. Again, this is not all Democrats. This is a, a progressivism problem. And it goes back to even the Nixon administration where he, you know, on his in, on the Nixon tapes, mused about how he wanted to get rid of all handguns. How did he get rid of all of them? You think that the, these guys aren't doing the same thing? If, if, if Nixon was doing it, you don't think these guys have updated this approach? And this is obviously a first step in that direction. Clearly, if they get away with this, they'll do it with, with other models. So here's the ATF director. He said last week, the rule prevents people from circumventing the laws Congress passed almost a century ago. Um, now, people are saying he's redefining rifle. You can't redefine, you know, what a rifle is. He says... Uh, Almost a century ago, Congress determined that short barrel rifles must be subject to heightened requirements. Today's rule makes clear firearm manufacturers, dealers and individuals cannot evade these important public safety protections simply by adding accessories to pistols that transform them them into short barreled rifles. But the same FDA, uh, uh, ATF, determined in 2012... That pistol braces do not alter the classification of a pistol or other firearm. So, what do we listen to the ATF then or listen to the ATF now? Because that was 2012. That wasn't under Trump. That was under Obama. So, which one is right? Mm. Uh, do we follow the science? Is the new science the right science? Don't eat butter. Eat butter. Don't eat butter. Eat butter. This is... This is insanity. This is insanity. It's like the question about the student loan program. Do we listen to the current Department of Education who says, absolutely, we can relieve all student debt. No, don't worry about it. Or do we listen to the one from the, I don't know if you remember this period in our history, but the Biden administration from like the early Biden administration when they were saying, you can't do this. This is obviously not something we have the power to do. Which one do you listen to? I mean, the progressives always say you should listen to the one that's larger, the one with more power. Just listen to that one all the time. We'll listen to the one we want at that moment. But like, I don't know. I mean, you know, this is again going to f- hit a lot of people. This, I, I, and I don't 40 know. Million. I don't know guns like you do, Glenn. But like, these seems to be these seem to be the type of guns you go into a gun store and you want to buy an AR-15, and they say. You know, you can get an AR-15, but also we have this, and it's classified as a pistol, and it might be more convenient for multiple reasons, so maybe you should consider this. And it's like... I don't know anybody that's... I mean, everybody that I know that has one of these, and let's just say, hypothetically, I have one. Yeah, we, should, we know you don't. <clears throat> I don't. You're just saying Absolutely for the not. purpose of Hypothetically. Um, anyway, let's say, hypothetically, I had one of these guns. I would have bought it for fun. Mm-hmm. Because you know the, the I have an AR, I would have bought it because it is like a pistol and you can you know shoot from the hip. I can't hit a damn thing shooting, uh, right. assuming I had ever even but you tried don't, you one don't, of those. Hypothetically, but, yeah. I mean, you would have it would take a lot of just shooting from the hip, you know, at a great distance. That that's difficult. You, I mean, you're just not doing it right. However, 
But it functions. It's a great. It's a great pistol. It functions though. It can function essentially like an AR. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you pull the stock out, I guess it could. I mean, it would be a bad AR. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least you'd have better aim. Mm-hmm. But it'd be in between. I mean, almost. I'd rather have my AR than that. Right. But it'd be almost in between. Right. And, and it's classified differently. So, you know, the, 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 there's some advantages to that, I suppose. Yeah, but none of this. But now it's not. None <laughs> of this makes a difference. None of this makes a difference. I mean, I'm glad it's classified as a pistol. Uh, you know, if if I were somebody who had uh, security that, you know, couldn't kill you with their, you know, pinkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which you do. This would be a great gun to have. This is the kind of gun that the Secret Service has under their coats. You know, they can use it like a little machine gun because theirs would be automatic and they could pop open the back and put it as a rifle. I mean, it's a great gun. It's a great gun. But it's legal. It's been legal. They've been selling them for years legally. You can't just make me into a felon because I bought some legal thing. Yeah, and I don't think you can make it illegal anyway. Even if you wanted to pass a law that said, we're going to make this type of gun illegal, I think that would violate the Second, second Amendment. I think you'd go to court and you'd lose. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah, However, but what do you do in the meantime? Right. However, though, the, yeah, I, I'm saying, though, this is different. Usually, as you point out, these things are grandfathered in. You know, you can go around and buy fully automatic weapons. You can do that. Uh, even though they back cost in- you oh. a fortune <laughs> and they're horrible. They right, all had to be made like by a, like, what is it? Is it 1982. Well, yeah, or there's 19... two big lines there in the 20s. There was a line and then there was another line in the 80s, 86. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and anything. So the, all that stuff is manufactured pre 1986. So, of course, it's, not, you know, very, very expensive. Tens of thousands of dollars, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. I can't even imagine what they are now. I know before when Obama was elected, I knew somebody who mm-hmm. went and bought one. Hypothetically? Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And it was about 20 or 30 grand. Then. 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 And all sorts of loophole, legal oh my gosh. hurdles be, to clear be, before you could do that. You you can do it, though. You can do it. They are not banned. But you, you're not. They're just close to banned. You are generally not a criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, cause you wouldn't go get the tax stamp from the government if you were a drug Lord. Right. Uh, and you couldn't afford them. You know, most people cannot afford them. And so they're gun collectors that have them. And, uh, you know, what, what is the problem? Who's got a, who's got that tax stamp? And have we had a problem with the, this Asian guy? You know, they, he didn't use an, he didn't use a, an AR. Mm, yeah, right. It was an automatic pistol, they said, or a semi-automatic pistol. Yeah, that's just called a pistol. Right. Let's I, make sure that everybody understands. Semi-automatic mm-hmm. means every pistol you've ever seen. Yeah. Unless you were watching a Western. Right. And that's called a revolver. Everything else is semi-automatic. I think the line they were trying to draw with this guy was that he had an extended would it be magazine or I know everyone gets cr- crazy on the magazine and clip thing. It's not a clip. It's a magazine, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said magazine first. Yeah. I, I, know. I thought I good. I thought I knew. I get but stuff I, wrong all the yeah, time. I'm very nervous talking about this. Uh, stuff. Me too. But I think they, they are saying he had an extended magazine of some sort that was illegal. They said the weapon was oh, likely illegal in the state, which is fascinating. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Illegal in the state to, to have, huh. which why is weird it? for some reason. Huh? Uh, it had been, it was uh, still there. 
I don't know. Like now, the, that is weird. These guys it? that murder just do not follow the letter of the law. Why? 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 Just li- I mean, listen. look. When you want to murder, okay, I understand. I wouldn't do it, but can you at least follow the gun laws? And could, did you see how quickly and embarrassingly oh, the yeah. media switched from? Oh, hey, yeah. this is an anti AAPI hate. Murder spree by some white guy who doesn't like Asians because of COVID, which is the most bizarre narrative I've ever heard. I, well, I just hope that Facebook uh, have banned Peter Schiff and Chuck Schumer. I, I hope that mm-hmm. Google has labeled this misinformation. Adam Schiff, I believe. Is or yeah, Adam yeah. Schiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I just hope they're labeled as you know somebody that could be potentially dangerous for their misinformation <laughs> at a time of real stress. Mm-hmm. Sure, saying. sure they will. Mm-hmm. And then a second, it went to oh god, this is an Asian guy. Oh okay, wow, the guns are really bad in this country, huh? They just immediately <laughs> switch narratives. <laughs> listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. We have Stephen uh, uh, Stambulia on the phone with us. Stephen, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's an honor to talk to uh, you, Glenn, and even Stu. <laughs> and even wow. Stu. That's wow. Stephen, <laughs> Don't lower yourself, Stephen. I've, I've lost so much respect for you already. <laughs> hey, I watched, your, um, I watched your YouTube video. I think it was from the SHOT Show last week. Um, yes. And I, I am trying to even understand what is going on uh, with the pistol brace uh, rule, because this could make 40 million Americans felons has right. so <laughs> has this is this is this in effect now as the clock started to tick where are we on this okay so on friday the 13th they put out this final rule but it did not publish it in the federal register um i got back from shot on uh, late friday night i have not even checked the federal register to see if it has been quote published in the federal register but publishing it in the Federal Register is what starts the clock ticking for you to do the things the ATF says you need to do uh, to either remain compliant with the law uh, or their new law that they've just created because, well, they hate all of us um, or, you know, turn in your rifle, your pistol, whatever, um, or just ignore it and then become a felon and uh, go spend some time in Club Fed. Jeez. Okay, so... um... It could have started. We don't know yet. We can find out. Can you see it? How do you check the federal register? I don't even know. How do you do that? Can the average person do yeah. that? Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's exactly what they say is the average person has uh, um, their, their oh, I can't even remember the exact language, but once it's published in the federal register, everyone is just deemed to be on on notice that it's been published in the federal register and have knowledge of whatever is in the federal register even though most people don't have uh, this this masochistic street where they want to you know uh, punish themselves by reading thousands of pages of bureaucratic regulations i'm just about i'm on the page here to search for it and there's nine hundred and eight thousand five hundred and twelve documents which surely i know everything and that is in those documents well you do if you're responsible and you check it every morning like i do uh (laughs) 
So, uh, so what do you search for in this? Do you just search for, you know, bad guns, evil guns, <laughs> the uh, yeah, stabilizing gonna, braces, stabilizing braces? Correct. Okay, look for stabilizing braces. Okay, so once this has been published, then we have 120 days to either get rid of the gun. Let me actually read something to you. This is the way it was pushed uh, today. Um, let's see. Uh, that you can you can get rid of the brace, destroy it, get the tax uh, stamp, which is impossible, and you can explain that later, at least in time to comply, um, or destroy the pistol brace, or you can um, or you can uh, turn your gun into the ATF. I don't even know where the ATF is, uh, or you can go to prison. <laughs> So can we destroy the pistol brace? So they say that you can destroy the pistol brace, um, and the ATF has various uh, methods of how you're supposed to destroy it. I mean, easiest thing would be, you know, I guess, crush it up, throw it away, right? Um, but yeah, that, that is one of your options. You can absolutely destroy your pistol brace. You can absolutely destroy your firearm if you're so inclined to do, and you can 100% turn in your firearm to the ATF. I'm sure they would appreciate free guns. Oh, free guns. Um, Last thing right, I would well, do. for them. Yeah. Right. So the other thing they tell us to do is, um, since they're so kind and so gracious, they're going yeah. to allow us this one-time opportunity to get a free tax stamp. And Glenn, you, you spoke about how hard it was to get a tax stamp. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you're looking at over over a year wait. I mean, it's a it's like a year wait right now before they want to add uh, 40 the million. Number. Right. Right. And, it, and if you take the ATF number, that's 3 million. If you take Congressional Research Service, who's, you know, bipartisan, they say up to 40 million. Uh, let's go with 40 million, right? Or anywhere in between, it doesn't matter. They're gonna over, like just completely inundate the system with people trying to comply, right? Because most, most citizens just want to comply with the law so they don't get their door kicked in, their dog shot, and their, and their gun seized. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not going to happen within a year. I mean, maybe two years. Maybe. And you're, maybe. you are a felon if you have it in those two years, correct? Even if you've applied, so the way that they say this, and this is what gives me like so much heartburn about this, is they're saying we were wrong when we told you over and over and over and over again that a braced pistol is not a short barrel rifle. It's always been a short barrel rifle. We just said the wrong thing, and it, you know it's our bad. Sorry. So you're a felon if you have it now. But since we're such nice people, if you go through the process of registering it, right? So you go and you do your e-form one or your paper form, whatever, and you, you submit this to the ATF along with your photographs and your fingerprints, your address and a picture of the firearm. We will deem you to be in compliance, even though you have a short barrel rifle because you've said it's a short barrel rifle because they said it's a short barrel rifle. Um, and you don't have a tax stamp for it. You are per se in violation of the law, but they're going to use their enforcement discretion to not come after you, assuming you do the things they tell you to do. Well, the ATF is also warned, reading from the article, Americans with pistol braces are likely already violating the National Firearms Act by possessing an unregistered rifle with a barrel of less than 16 inches. So they're, they're already saying 
you know, yeah, and even if you're doing all this, you're probably already a felon. I mean, this this you're is madness. Committing the crime, you're committing. You've committed the crime by having, with their new definition, uh, a braced pistol that fits into one of their you know multiple subject subjective criteria. Uh, you you are committing the felony now, and that's why they use enforcement discretion because you only use enforcement discretion if you're violating the law. There's no need to use enforcement discretion if you're not in violation of any law because there's nothing to enforce. So, uh, let me, so what do we do? I mean, cause I don't think, I mean, this can't pass a test in the courts. I mean, it would in, you know, maybe California and New York, but it's not going to, even the ninth circuit would probably overturn this. Do we have time? What do you do? Do you just sit here and wait it out? Um, you know, that, that's a good question. What do you do? Um, I'm, I'm wholly uncomfortable uh, admitting to the ATF that I've committed a felony, even though they said they're not going to um, prosecute me in their enforcement discretion, because uh, that changes. And we've seen from, you know, almost everything the ATF does, they constantly change their mind. I mean, look at bump stocks, right? Look at the 80% lowers and now look at the pistol braces. So, I mean, they have a, a demonstrable history of being wrong and changing their mind on everything. So what's to stop them from changing their mind on enforcement discretion or saying, well, Mr. Beck, you just didn't do it good enough. And now uh, we're going to prosecute you. Uh, So, I mean, to answer your question, what do you do? Um, I mean, there are some some organization that is going to be suing them on this. Okay, pretty soon. I I can't imagine uh, what that organization would be, but. mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a secret to everybody. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, be so the gun yeah. owners of America. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Yeah. Okay. So um, some organization is going to be suing them. Uh, and and how is that? What? How long is that going to take? Well, it it depends on on on. Oh gosh, so many different things. Um, you know, you we would or the organization would absolutely seek a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction uh, throughout the litigation, right? So if that organization could get the rule held in, you know, abeyance while the court is deciding whether or not the ATF can just keep willy-nilly changing its mind on everything, then, you know, within 120 days, uh, we would expect to have some kind of answer. And 120 days is plenty enough time for the court to decide whether or not to hold hold um, a rule and, you know, just enjoying it pending litigation. I mean, it's plenty of time for them to do that. Uh, and then it gives you, you know, 120 days and it gives you lots of opportunity in case they go against <laughs> against you. Um, can you can you give your like, for instance, I have I live in two different counties and I love my sheriffs. Uh, and you know, until this thing is worked out, can I just go to my sheriff and say, here, take this till this is, you you know, you can use it. If it turns out to be, you know, a felony to own it, you guys take it and you use it. But, uh, I, I don't want to possess it. I mean, I'm cause I am, I'd be the perfect target. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to throw 40 million people in prison. But they will throw maybe a couple hundred, and that will teach everyone else. Oh, we can do this to mm-hmm. them. We're coming for you. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can absolutely turn it into your sheriff uh, for, quote, safekeeping while you're, you know, uh, paying attention to what we're doing in the courts uh, to see if, if we're successful in the courts. And I don't, I don't know why we wouldn't be. I mean, this is just so 
it's, obvious. It's like the definition of ar- arbitrary and capricious. If you well, open up a dictionary, it's got it can have a picture of the ATF right there. Yeah, and, but you would also have if this passes, then they can say all semi-automatics. I mean, Joe Biden's already saying semi-automatic handguns are a problem. There's no use for them. That's every gun that's sold unless you're buying an old Western gun. Right. And, you know, you, that's funny that you say that. It just jogged my memory. In the, uh, I think it was the Sixth Circuit GOA bump stock case, the, the senior, you know, deputy counsel for DOJ could not answer whether or not all semi-automatic firearms were machine guns. Like all AR-15s. Right. Uh, right. When, the, when the court asked him, he's like, I'm not prepared to answer <clears throat> that. And I thought, well, by God, that's a really easy question. No. Right. The answer is no. But if you don't answer it now, you can answer it when you do it in a rule. And then, I mean, is this the first time that you've seen something that hasn't had a grandfather clause in it? Well, no, I mean, because look at bump stocks, right? Um, you know, after Trump directed DOJ and ATF to to basically strike out bump stocks with a pen, um, you know, all of them turn them in, Mr. and Mrs. America. You're now felons, and you've always, this bump Jeez. stock, even though we said prior to this it was legal, 100% legal, not a machine gun. Um, I know this is a common theme with the ATF. We were wrong, yeah. and they are actually machine guns, and we're going to use our enforcement discretion not to, not to come after you. However, you can't register them because 18 U.S.C. 922-0 does not allow you to have new machine guns, just not prior to 1986 machine guns. Okay, so, you know, you could still own a machine gun. Does the fact that that wasn't challenged or or did it did it lose? Can we can we say the fact that Republicans rolled over as Trump did this and said nothing about it? Right. Does that right? hurt us does, on this now? Now there's more precedent for it. Well, what's great what's great about the bump stock stuff is um, in in the Sixth Circuit, uh, GOA one at the at the panel. Um, at like the three judge panel stage, and basically the the court just really called out the ATF and said you you can't do this. Uh, and then when it went to the en banc court, basically the full court, they evenly split. Um, and it, and an even split is a bad thing if you lose in the trial court because what it does is it affirms the trial court ruling because right. the en banc court couldn't agree on what it was. However, the Fifth Circuit came in for the win a couple of weeks ago in the Cargill case and basically en banc 13 to 3 told the ATF uh, bump stocks are not machine guns. So, uh, you know, you know, your, your move ATF. Okay. But the circuits are split on that because all of, the, all of the different circuits can't agree. And what does that do? It sets you up for the perfect Supreme Court case because you can't have Texas, Mississippi and Louisiana applying one federal law. Uh, one way, and then the other states applying it a different way. So the Supreme Court is going to have to step in and resolve that circuit split because that's a that's a pretty big deal. But of course, all these companies that were making these things are now out of business, right? <laughs> you know, three years down the all line, the yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like you know this, this is the process is the punishment half the time. Uh, so uh, we're, we've been talking to uh, uh, Stephen Stambulia, and he is with the uh, gun, o- gun Owners of America. Um, you can follow all of the information at gunowners.org, gunowners.org, or you can uh, follow uh, Stephen on his uh, on his Twitter handle at Stambo2A. I like Stambo2A. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again. Na, 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 na.